Hi everyone, welcome to Chats Over Coffee with my yoga teacher. This week, the comedian Peter Brush, me, will be talking to Kayla McCormack, his yoga teacher, about the water cycle, the concept of abundance, cyber warfare, original thinking, and the self by way of a metaphor that uh, will come up later. So um, lots of stuff there to riff on and hopefully enjoy your end. So uh, let's get to it, shall we? So no, I haven't done as much as I should have done, but I'm going out later anyway, so I feel like any time I'm working in the evening, I think, oh, that's work, you know, do this. Yeah, it's a working day, so... I've decided to do the Leicester Comedy Festival in February this oh, okay. week, which I wasn't going to do, but I'm, I've just had a change of heart, so I need to write a new show. So that's a nice focus. It's all well and good saying, oh, I need to just come up with some new things, but deadlines do focus the mind a bit, don't they? Yeah, yeah, but it's a good it's a good deadline. It's not like a tomorrow deadline. No, well, yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, nope, not going to happen. <laughs> you know, at least it's a realistic deadline, you know. So it's all it's fine. I just like, it just annoyed me because <laughs> mm-hmm. just like quickly annoyed me. And then I obviously let it go and moved on because that's... So that's how I work. That's how the that's how my mind definitely, definitely always works now these days. Definitely, yeah, <laughs> so yeah definitely. Not... That's the only way the brain works now because of all the yoga. <laughs> yep, true. Like, I don't even think about. I don't fixate about anything that's happened to me. Like I'm still not thinking about yesterday when I was walking to Morrison's and that little boy asked to stroke my hair. I'm not even thinking about that anymore. That's a little bit weird. Why? I don't know. How old was he? Seven or eight. He wasn't very old. He should like grow his own hair if he wants to stroke him i wouldn't have said your hair was that like it's not like it's you know bright purple or something where a kid might be like oh wow yeah you know what i mean it i mean you've got hair sure but it's so it's loads of people <laughs> i say it didn't bother me i'm not even thinking about it <laughs> when we were in japan um, this little kid came up to andrew and, and, po- and poked his beard <laughs> <laughs> And he was like, uh, no, uh, like fuka fuka or something like fluffy. You know, when you just kind of freeze and you're like, what is happening? <laughs> but I think little kid just was like mesmerized <laughs> by his beard. Is it not something you see very often in Japan? Facial it is hair now, and... but not 10 years ago. Do all the Japanese people see the facial hair on Andrew and think, oh, that's that's what I want now. Is that why Is that why it's popular there now? No, it's more popular now because there's a lot more tourists. Surely you know that. <laughs> yeah, I, well, obviously I know that. I'm just messing about. So. Uh, it's yeah. fun. It's fun to mess about. The only thing I wrote yesterday on my supposedly full day's work, which didn't happen, was mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so. You know how cyber warfare is like the future of warfare, isn't it? Yeah. So instead of actually physically fighting the enemy in trenches. You now have like people in Russia, like in basements on computers, trying to hack American things. And presumably, although you hear less of it, there'll be American people in basements trying to counteract it or sort of surreptitiously attack Russian interests as well. So basically, you've got your soldiers are basically nerds. Okay. Sitting in basements on computers, right? And they're currently fighting now, really, in some ways. That's what the kind of the future of warfare is. I thought, wouldn't it be nice if on Christmas Day they all put aside their differences and played a game of FIFA? <laughs> that's the only thing I come up with yesterday. A whole uh-huh, day. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. It could it's be. All, could yeah, be it's not too bad, is it? It's not too bad. Well, I'm going to try that next week and see if it okay. works. And, yeah. Uh, and then I only need another 59 minutes for Lester. And then <laughs> <laughs> be... you're in for a real treat, Lester. <laughs> mm, 
got to come up with a show title next week as well and everything. Oh, so. I hate coming up with titles because it's so easy to come up with a title that would be based on my name. I never want to use my name for a title because you could Why is that? like. Well, well, like, what kind of title would you use your name? I mean, like, what, what do you... Well, you know, you, you could put brush in loads of stuff, couldn't you? Like, you could have brush hour and, or, you know, I don't know, Mount Brushmore. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> from, from, from Brusher with Love. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. That's just be, mm-hmm, You mm-hmm. could use brush a lot as a pun. In, yeah. in the name of the show title, couldn't you? Okay. But okay. I just don't want to do that because I just think it's easy, so easy to do. I like to have long titles that are somewhat intriguing, but, I mean, it doesn't work. Like what? <laughs> have you got an example? Well, my first show I did was cool was because when I was over 30, I found out that the, that meant that, that no dog had lived up to that age. Oh, right. So the first show I did was called Older Than the Oldest Dog That Ever Lived. Oh, nice. And I thought that was a vaguely intriguing title. So hmm. I could see how that would be a little bit long, but it's good. It yeah. is a bit long. It yeah. uses your word count up. That's the only thing. So <laughs> you can't like explain what the show's about so much. Like, because that's it. You just get the name. Like you used all the words. So my next show is just going to be maybe like Peter Brush and then the number three or something like that. It makes it sound like you're some sort of robot, but this is version three. <laughs> Peter Brush yeah, is version yeah, it three. Does, yeah, <laughs> it does sound like that, doesn't it? Yeah. V3. The funnier model than... <laughs> <laughs> every, every V, you just get a little bit funnier. So. <laughs> Much funnier model than the previous one, but you know, battery doesn't last as long. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, like that. you got to charge it a bit more. Doesn't quite make the hour. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of the festival, when you've had like twenty something shows, it doesn't last to the end. So. Yeah. So I don't know if you won't be too up to date with the football news. Go on. But you know that Newcastle got taken over pretty much by Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I saw they? that. Which was was mad news, really, isn't it? So it made me think about how. I'm sure I must have thought about this before, and it's, I don't think it's an original thought either. No, I don't. Mm. Thi- I, I, I'm not like. As a, I'm not that original a thinker. You'd be surprised. <laughs> or you think you you think you're original until you're not, and then you realise that. And like when someone goes, "What if we take two monocles and we put them together?" <laughs> like that's glasses. <laughs> you know that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I remember I was trying to write a bit once about how babies. Like people say babies are sweet and innocent. Mm. And I was sort of saying, well, trying to write a bit about how, well, it's not that babies are innocent, it's that they they lack the ability to be able to, like, kick the shit out of you if you don't do what they say. <laughs> because, like, they are, like, unrefined. Like, I don't know how... Mm. I don't know how moral a baby is, you know, like... Yeah. As a baby altruistic yet? Probably not. They're probably just, like, a needy thing. Like, if a baby was, like, eight foot tall and you refused to feed the baby the milk that it wanted it just like smash things up wouldn't it yeah <laughs> so they're not innocent they're just feeble and like, <laughs> they lack the abilities to do anyway mm. for whatever reason i couldn't get the bit to work but i was thinking it was an original idea to think about the fact that babies are not innocent and stuff mm. they're just unable to do it and then some point in the last year i read the confessions of saint augustine mm. because i you know <laughs> i heard it was because good yeah Podcast. Well, who's not read the Confessions of Saint Augustine? Oh, I know, right? So, 
It's a very interesting figure, but it, early on in that, he talks about how he feels guilty about the fact that when he was a baby, he had all these like must have had all these thoughts because he's been watching babies and about how how babies are not innocent and born innocent. And it was the same mm. thought process that I was having, and mm. I was thinking, well. It's obviously not original what I've come up with because this guy in 1300 had exactly the same sort of thought process. Yeah, at least he wasn't so. trying to make a comedy show out of it, though. No, he was only trying to convert them, like, you know, where, yeah. we, where was St. Augustine? Is it Abyssinia or something? It's Africa, I think. But no, was it? Oh, see, this shows how much I don't know. Yeah, I think he's from Africa, but I don't know whether he was right. in... Italy or something. It's actually pretty interesting. I mean, it gets a bit boring towards the end, but it's actually, I don't know, like, it's clearly very, obviously he doesn't have modern scientific technology and stuff to to counteract, like, some of the other arguments against, you know, because he's kind of looking at Christianity as being, so I'd probably explain this dreadfully, but I think he understands science, basically. Mm. And he's you he's saying things are sometimes more allegorical than they are like literally what exactly happened like in the scriptures. Yeah. But yeah, he had the same same idea as me, and I thought, yeah. oh well, it's not I'm not, I'm not that original then, am I? Really? Well, that's uh, who says that uh, Solomon, I think. I think Solomon says that there's no no new thoughts. It's one of the scriptures, isn't it? One of the oh, is it? There's no new things under the sun. Yeah. No, actually, I think that's in Shakespeare. So. Well, then Shakespeare took it from the Bible. Took it from the Bible, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. So there yeah. you go. It's another <laughs> further illustration that that quote isn't even original. I'm going to say, I'm certain I read that. <laughs> Not in a Shakespeare. <laughs> well, because you, you do think about, like, because obviously Shakespeare, like, influenced so much that comes afterwards, you can mm. knock things back to, to Shakespeare. You think Shakespeare is this utter joke. But I reckon Shakespeare probably nicked loads of ideas. Oh, yeah. And probably, like, like just plagiarised a load of stuff that, like, oh, yeah. had been happening years before. But because, you know when things go, like, a bit on trend and then you see it on, on Facebook and Instagram everywhere and everyone's doing the exact same thing? He was like that, but his is the only thing that I've lasted so long everybody else's stuff has been deleted and and Shakespeare's still around so we think he's amazing when he really he was just some copycat on trend <laughs> quite possibly but they are good his, his, yeah, the, the Shakespeare plays are, yeah. are oh, yeah. good I'm not I'm like, just picking you know. but he is really good yeah of course yeah I love, love a good Shakespeare yeah and he's prolific as well isn't he so it's like mm. someone could have written three plays as good as Shakespeare's plays but if they only wrote three of them it's not as you know mm. Anyway, this this Saudi Arabia thing mm. and the other thing I made me think was that obviously a football club is grounded in a community and it is something that so so if Newcastle United are taken over by these new people, does it cease to be what it was before or is it still somehow the same thing because you know, the the football club has existed for over a hundred years. Like why is what what is the thing that makes the football club what it is because mm. it even the ground can change and all of the if the ground does because they move ground sometimes don't they, they move to a different yeah. ground or yeah. they completely refurbish the ground and all the fans that like the club will die and be replaced mm. and stuff and the players come and go and stuff so what is it that constitutes like the actual what is the club and when so when absolutely every element of the club has changed but it's just on a continual thing Right. Mm. You know what I mean? There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm thinking, well, actually, that's exactly the same with a human being, isn't it? When you think about it. Because a human being's not a fixed point. Mm. And all of, your, all of your skin cells and stuff, like everything gets completely changed and renewed, and the thoughts inside you are different from different. Things. So, how 
how are you still defined as exactly that's being called exactly the same thing that you were like however many years ago when everything about you is also like we live in the same process of as a football club in some respects yeah but i hope i'm not owned by a saudi arabian prince (laughs) 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 cross fingers that didn't happen (laughs) yeah yeah well (laughs) no you're right it's a good analogy and before you brought in the human aspect i was gonna say their colors don't usually change (laughs) But I think that's probably <laughs> not the right thing no. to say when you brought in the human aspect. But yeah, it, it, is, it is the same, isn't it? And the football clubs mm. strips do change, actually. Like they do, colours do change. Yeah, they do change the yeah, yeah. Well. I, I think Cardiff changed their colours a couple of years ago, to, and people were annoyed about it. But it oh, does, it does happen sometimes. Yeah. So, mm. is there any sort of like Buddhist yoga beliefs about? Because doesn't that not translate about? You know, what is the self if it's if you're not the same thing that you were like before and you're a continuum and what makes you the same other than being called the same thing? I feel like there's something there. There is something there, isn't there? Mm. I thought as soon as Newcastle United you know, got taken over and all these, I thought I must speak to Kayla about this because this is exactly... Ah, <laughs> oh, I should be, I feel like there's something I should be quoting here or something. Like I feel like it's just on the tip of my tongue but i can't place it like set, like exactly what you're saying like you are the same person but you're not the same person because we can't continuously change physically and mentally yeah and stuff. what is the same about you that was before the, to be called the same thing that you are yeah. now it's nothing what it's nothing like even if you said like oh i kind of look the same it's like yeah well you kind of don't i also you know yeah. and everything like you're saying everything will have regenerated over the last few years, all your hair, all your skin and everything. Even the things like your memories and stuff. I was reading in a book that your memories are caused by some sort of thing happening in the synapses in your neurons, so you create new ones and stuff. But even, I imagine the cells holding them will have regenerated to store the same or something, I don't know. I see what you're saying. I'm not sure about brain material regrowth. Okay. That sounds like would be very handy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i do i do remember them saying like for a long time for a very very long time i haven't read the paper on it i think we've mentioned this recently as well they were saying you can't grow new nerves mm. which is why people have problems with like nerves when when some when actually something is really seriously damaged but then they were recently saying that there was a study where they ended up growing some nerves or something but i haven't read that myself uh which made me was quite it sounded quite hopeful and stuff so but i do think there are some things in the body that don't completely regenerate you know like they say like oh you get all new blood every however many days or whatever you know every 90 days or something you get all new blood or something like that i don't know the exact days but i'm sure there's certain things that don't which is one of the reasons why we age not like wrinkles i mean actual age i realize i'm not qualified to carry on this discussion (laughs) (laughs) but from a philosophical bent. From a philosophical point of view, though, that's very true. I, I feel like someone in Zen would agree with you. Somewhere, someone sat there going, hmm, I am yeah. not the same person I was. Exactly. <laughs> but genuinely, though, if someone knows what this piece that's on the tip of my, my lobes, then definitely tell us because it's bothering me now. All right, I'm running out of time. So you had a class on something called abundance recently that was the topic of, yeah. of the class and i sort of thought 
And you yeah. said in it, you said this sounds a bit wishy-washy because it does sound a bit wishy-washy, doesn't it? <laughs> but but what, what was, I didn't go, but what what are you, what, what are you on about? Yeah. <laughs> like, so I think. Like, do, do elaborate. <laughs> so I think the idea behind my class about abundance, because um, like you're saying, it sounds a bit wishy-washy, is just, is more kind of focusing in a little bit on the attitude, attitude of gratitude, you know, that kind mm. of realizing that maybe we do have enough, but you don't have to take that to the point of like, oh, I'm going to make a gratitude list. I'm thankful for my for my house. I'm thankful for heating. Though those things are great. <laughs> it's kind of more like, it's more, I would say you come at true abundance and that kind of idea. As, rather than being thankful for what you have, which can in a sad case be taken it can something can happen and that can be gone you know your favorite pair of gloves and you accidentally leave it on the bus and then that's it they're gone you know it's not about um i'm not saying that that sounds quite negative but you know it's it's more rather than being thankful for physical things that you have it's it's more about just becoming aware of of like you're sitting in it like you're sitting in abundance like it's there all around you and you're, and you know, you've got air to breathe. Nature. Don't mean pollution. <laughs> hey, now, <laughs> I'm trying to go for something here. <laughs> but I think the idea is that, like, just it's coming back to a mindset of knowing that you have of of turning inward. So knowing that you have what you need to be content, or to some extent, be happy, or whatever. You have that inside of of you that ability to find that contentment you don't have to you don't have to be um you know in a in a retreat in the mountains surrounded by monks to be peaceful you can be peaceful in your own house even when things aren't very peaceful you know you can it's almost like you would what you, the skills you would practice in meditation of trying to find that sense of stillness and that peace but then connecting that to the next step of like finding that to be your true abundance. So noticing that abundance in your life, being the sun shining through a window, uh, you know, maybe the first cup of tea you have in the morning and how nice that is, you know, that kind of thing. Not necessarily connecting your happiness to that item, but just being aware of how much is going on around you. You know, like, have you ever thought about who, and maybe you have because maybe it's handmade, but have you ever thought about who made the cup you drink out of? Where did it come from? I Not dread just to think like... it says made in China on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like even if it was made in China, someone had to make that. A human had to press some buttons at the very least on a large machine. Someone mm. was paying attention to something and 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 that was made. Someone got the, the sand, if it's glass, to make the glass someone you know and then how far do you go you know all the way down the line someone put it on a ship in a box in a crate on a truck wherever finally into the van that delivered it to your house or the shop or whatever that you bought it from and there's just all the the chain just goes on forever i'm not saying you should sit down and think about all the people but like stuff has touched your life in so many different ways and i think sometimes we can just sit down and observe that that natural abundance and you can think about it in that way like going off on a little bit of a, a trail if you will of things but it's also just about being completely aware like proper mindfulness you know when you when you have a drink be completely aware of that the water or whatever going into your mouth down your throat into feeling that temperature change and just i don't know yeah, I think mindfulness is probably the next 
way of describing it, really. That's sort of almost, it wasn't quite the same. It almost reminded me about, you know, when you learn about the water cycle at school mm-hmm. and they tell you that, you know, you will encounter the same drop of water again at some point because it will have like left your body one day after drinking oh, it, but yeah. then it will go in the sewer and it'll end up in a cloud and then it will end up in Saudi Arabia and then eventually it will come back somehow and you'll see it again like 30 years later. <laughs> and it's not like a cool reunion, is it? It's like, oh, <laughs> oh I see you've uh, gone bald. Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not. The, yeah. the, the, the raindrop or water molecule doesn't like catch up with your body and like <laughs> as you said early on it wouldn't be the same body anyway there's like, like there you go. Be like they say it's peter but none of these cells are the same and stuff so how is it as an astronomer i have to say that there is potential that 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 never came back again because h2o is mostly a you know you got your h in there and hydrogen is the only you know one of the few things that does actually escape from our atmosphere so Potential. Oh, right. Okay. Potential for that one water molecule to have actually broken apart and the H to have skedaddled. Oh, that's a shame because I remember a really cool water molecule that I'm hoping to bump <laughs> into again at some point. Damn. But uh, uh, now you're telling damn. me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Because um, they never write back. So I'm like, I'm expecting to. Anyway. I think I was jabbering a lot then. <laughs> no, it's fine. That's fine but, but I do think when I'm, I'm just, I'm actually going to take a, a moment to actually pick up my notes and have a look at them because I want to actually say what we, what we actually did in the class. And I think one of the things that I tried to emphasize in the yoga class about abundance was making sure that we turn inward. So, our, you know, like knowing that you don't need to acquire something to feel a certain way. You don't have to look out for your peace and your happiness, looking inward to, you know, fulfill whatever needs you have and to understand why you have them. Uh, you know, being open to to receive, but that also means you have to, you know, being open to give and receive in the same process, that idea of, you know, opening the hands in Shavasana, palms facing up. That's a gesture of giving, but it's also a gesture of receiving, like you're there ready to hear or thank you, you know. And, um, you know, the I've written down here, you know, you have the strength and focus to manifest what you need, which is quite nice. And like visualizing your own skills and your own gifts and knowing how far you've come already and knowing that that can be enough, that you don't always need to, I mean, it's always good to progress as a human, but attaching some sort of, happiness to a goal the journey should be enough you know and relinquishing the need for more or to have more to be more to accomplish more like you were saying today about not feeling like you got enough done on your your day even though yeah i got that one joke about the (laughs) (laughs) so yeah Yeah, so it's not i said stuff about you know chasing like it's basically an anti-consumerism thing in a way isn't it it can be, but also people people ruin relationships and search out the wrong kind of friends and try to work with something that isn't going to work in a non-consumeristic way as well. So I do think that you can apply that to lots of things. You know, like if you're trying to find something outside of yourself to fill something inside, like people talk about it's like a hole, I'm trying to fill my holes and, you know, who I am. But really you need to just in a sense meditate or whatever you want to whatever however methods you want to use but you know it's just about turning inward and realizing you don't you don't need that external valid validation or that ex- you don't need 
you know, a partner, or you don't need to have that particular friend if they're always a bit of a butt to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you yeah. know, you can you can make these decisions and things. So. It's hard to get rid of friends, though, isn't it? Really? Just, uh, <laughs> can be. <laughs> it can be. Yeah. I'm not but saying get rid of all your friends. I just don't way. make any. That's my that's my trick, you know. But <laughs> yeah, right. Me neither. <laughs> yeah, so. But yeah. because you know, you do end up having unhealthy friendship relationships. But it's just difficult to say. Oh, do you know? what this isn't working for me anymore when you see someone twice a you're year or something <laughs> you're supposed to just let it fade away aren't you just like oh yeah okay bye and like not keep the conversation going some but... of them come back though don't they, <laughs> just, they depends don't on get, how pushy they are they don't get the hint but well I, it should be like a like i always thought this would be sort of the way that a relationship or a marriage should work really you should just have mm. like a meeting once a year to say is this friendship slash marriage slash <laughs> father-son thing working out for you still father-son thing do you still want to be my (laughs) father do you still want to be my son let's put it to a vote we'll write it down anonymous (laughs) because john's dad's really cool and i don't know if he's recruiting at the moment so I don't know, that's what it sounds very cold and business-like, but in some ways that's... Uh... No, I think that, I mean, even if you don't sit down and talk about it like that, I think it's a healthy thought to have every now and then. You know, like, have mm. I, am I just doing this thing, this habit, this, you know, being with this person, c- continuing this friendship because it's a habit? Because I've yeah. always done it? Or am I doing it because I, I like who I am around them? I enjoy their company. I like what we talk about. You know, like, is there... And even if you say, well, I don't particularly like what we talk about or anything, but that, as long as it's not the negative side, like every time mm. I'm around them, I feel really stressed or worried, then those are signs when you need to probably be taking action. <laughs> sometimes so. people just like a shared history, though. Like Sometimes mm-hmm. you see someone once or twice mm-hmm. a year and then you go, oh, do you remember that guy at school? He's, you know got fat and then (laughs) but that can be quite a fun encounter anyway like you're saying it's only once or twice a year anyway then it can be quite funny and a bit reminiscent and then that's that because you say a lot of stuff about how uh, the end of uh not sorry i'm giving away the ending of your classes no go on but you always (laughs) say at the end something about recognizing that these feelings are all inside of you anytime you need them yeah as if you can draw on stuff that you need inside of you rather than seeking for it outside is that the point yeah absolutely so like you know when you're a little kid and they tell you to count to 10 when you get angry yeah it's kind of like that it's just kind of recognizing that if you've got something and you'd rather feel something else (laughs) like you know maybe you can do that you can do that yeah i sort of think it's like one of those when you like one of some of the meditation practice or the the teaching i get from my app is Mm. sort of about how you know you're choosing to engage with thoughts you don't have to engage with them it's a yeah. similar sort of thing. Like if a negative thought comes along, you just yeah. go, oh, you know, I won't like just let that pass. It's just yeah. the thought, you know, and it's a similar. It's a similar thing with thing. with emotions, but some some things can be, you know, driven by, you know, most of your emotions are driven by, excuse me, a chemical response. So mm. I'm not saying like if you get like scared out from something like, you know, you step out and then step back and you almost got hit by a car or something awful you know and you get really scared and you feel that adrenaline you can't all of a sudden go oh well it didn't happen so i'm going to be calm now it's like yeah. no you got to give yourself a second <laughs> what do you mean you can't do that I, I mean... <laughs> but i just mean like it is possible to consciously make the choice to be like whoo that okay i'm okay 
is okay, you know, and to, and to kind of come back to calm. Well, um, not replay it in your mind continually or exactly, again and again and again. Exactly. Like when you feel and, the thing and coming that can, up. Yeah. Exactly. And that can be, that can be really specifically around encounters with other people. You know, like if, if you had someone who was a real, you know, someone who shouted at you when you were driving or something, like if you were on your bike and they were in, in the, you know, something a bit aggressive and a shop or something, like, you know, it's, when it's around Christmas time and people are always... <laughs> <laughs> a bit aggressive in shops especially now that we might have problems getting hold of things yeah, you know two, like... two people fighting over the last turkey or something <laughs> exactly or being, and yeah. maybe maybe it finds it it sorts itself out but like later that day you might still think about that and it might physically still bother you and but that For is days your choice. you can still think about it of course not yeah, exactly you, but that is your choice that's yeah. your choice to continue thinking about that and, I, and I'm, I'm not saying this is an easy thing to do but it is it is a choice. It's just we've gotten to such a habit of thinking about it that it can take a while to get out of that habit. But just knowing that you can that you can try is is a good step forward. That sometimes reminds me of like you know sometimes when you do something like stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if you've ever done anything stupid. <laughs> no, I'm perfect. <laughs> I don't do anything stupid. <laughs> I remember once when I was a kid. I say I was a kid. I was probably too old to be doing this. Okay. I was so the back room doors used to like open out onto the back garden, like two doors open out. So you have mm. so I used to for a period of time. I was using the carpet to hit golf balls out into the garden. Mm. Right, and they're not proper golf balls, but like little plastic golf balls with holes in them, so they didn't like smash through people's windows and okay. stuff. Like that. They didn't yeah, travel yeah. as fast and stuff, but you still got the flight on them, so you were practicing your golf swing oh that's right. cool yeah well so okay. i did that once when everyone was out and then i followed through really like really hard mm. and smashed the lampshade above my head <gasps> and like it was it was there was a real realization of well there's just absolutely nothing i can do to cover up the fact that this has been <laughs> smashed now because there's just like <laughs> you you can't like I mean, gluing it back together is just like a fool's errand. That was just that would just never. It was just yeah. smithereens and stuff. And I was thinking, and actually, in the end, I didn't actually get told off that much for it, which I was amazed because I was quite worried about that. But mm. but there's sort of part of my mind that was thinking. I've had this in other situations where you sort of almost tease yourself with the fact that you could go back and not do that. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like, like if, if you've you ever, could go back in yeah, time, like you always think, oh, if I if only I hadn't done like I could have like I could have not done that, even though you did it. There's no way of changing that. It's like I once like when I first started driving, I once hit a lamppost, and um, I was like replaying the incident in my head as if I could have just not hit it or something. Yeah, it's kind of like the same sort of thing as having a bad encounter. You for days afterwards, you're thinking to yourself, oh, if I if I'd have done something different, that wouldn't have happened. And stuff yeah. about you. I mean, it's not, maybe not exactly the same sort of thing I'm talking about, but that's another sort of thing that it's just an unhelpful thing because it's just, it's just no way it changes the reality of the situation other than perhaps. Like, no, but we should always learn from our mistakes. And sometimes oh yeah, that doesn't saying, mean that you have to think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not saying don't learn. I'm just saying. If don't... you hit a lamppost with your car, you should probably wonder what you did wrong and don't do that again. <laughs> I didn't. I never had anything happen. Fantastic. Since since then, and it was, uh, you know, yeah, it was it was an error. But there's no yeah. such thing in life as mistakes, only lessons. That's oh, what there uh, you go. a friend of mine once said. A friend, 
a, a 900 year old zen monk yeah <laughs> it sounds like stole it from shakespeare and stole it from, <laughs> who yeah. stole it from a 900 year old yeah, yeah, buddhist yeah. monk who exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, I but yeah. yeah it's true that yeah, you do learn but you also can mm. like like when you yeah you can overdo it's like it, it's like it's like when i get a heckler or something and they mm. say something and then i think of the perfect response a day later mm. and i think oh if only i had said that that would have been great but you'll never get that same situation again to where you could apply that or it's extremely unlikely that you'll be like oh i'll get that again you know tomorrow night so i'll make sure i say it this time it's like it's, it's so unlikely that the situation will come up in the same way like if you think if you if you think like oh i i shouted at someone who shouted at me well when it's as vague as that then like you could think oh well maybe next time i'll try not to shout back because that wasn't very i just perpetuated the problem or whatever you know mm. so in that way you can learn from it but yeah i do think that sometimes <laughs> it's uh you just have to let it go <laughs> yeah i'm not saying don't learn or anything otherwise just, yeah. you know, otherwise i'll be hitting a lot of lamppost and people will be like asking oh well you know why is that still happening <laughs> and i'll be like oh because i just clear it out of my mind because i'm just so, let it go because i'm so zen and fucking i mean <laughs> I want my 18th car but never mind <laughs> you know, yeah you know. exactly no, I think I think there there is a line around there somewhere of making sure that like, oh, well, I won't do that again. And what did I do wrong to do that? And maybe that was, in a sense, just end up being careless or whatever, like weren't paying attention, uh, which is a, not a very like, that's, it's not a very satisfying lesson. Oh, pay more attention. Oh, thanks. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks, body. I'll try that. <laughs> but yeah, you do have to let it go because you can just go over it and over it in your head and it's no... Um, so does yeah, that mean, so do you genuinely think that everything that you need is inside of you and... Except for food. Well, yeah, okay, except for food, yeah. <laughs> I do think that there's um, a lot of research around the need for human, I want to say companionship, but I don't necessarily mean a partner, I just mean actual, another human in your life Social that you contact, can talk to. Like, you know the yeah. way that elephants have to touch each other's tails and stuff like that? They, yeah, they but you could them. get that from anyone, you don't, you know, it's... Very, I would, I would, I mean, maybe I, maybe I'm wrong, but I would say that very few people actually have no one. Most mm. people have someone, even if it's not like, you know, like maybe it's the parent, maybe it's a brother or, you know, or a sister, a sibling, maybe it's a friend, but usually people have Or it's have the Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ, that's uh, usually. If, if you feel satisfied with the idea of having <laughs> a personification of a God, Mm. as 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 your companionship there's potential for that yeah. to work as well yeah potentially but there have been lots of researches research done on like human companionship and communication and making sure you actually have people in your lives and um like commune style you know centers and stuff and like how does it work and is that what we need and do we do we need little villages and stuff like that so i do think there's a lot of research into the fact that we probably do need other humans in our lives but whether we need that human to know all of our deepest, darkest secrets or rather mm -hmm. there's just, you know, they're just our, our kind of our friend that we go for coffee with on a Friday. Like that's that could be enough. Like I, I, yeah. I'm, I wouldn't like to say either way because I would assume that it's kind of different for each person, really, depending on what you need and what you what you're used to and how you grew up and, and your culture and lots of other things. But I do think that possibly there is a chance that you could do with some sort of human communication. But I do think that that is different for different people as well. Like, you know, people always talk about, like, introverts and extro extroverts, but an introverted person might need or want 
a bit of time with someone once a month or less. And an extroverted person might need might need some time with people every day. So it don't it's not it's not like the same dose for everyone or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely different. But I suppose it's just making sure that you're not trying to find some, you know, if you're happy by yourself and you're happy with other people, then you're probably all right. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Is that? Can we say that? <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. We're better, we're better, that sounds like a nice line to end on. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I, I just, realize it's eight minutes past, so I'll I'll let you go because I know you need to. So just let's just stop everything. Okay. Thanks so much for listening. As ever, I hope you enjoy the show. As always, we're having a short break for Christmas, um, so we'll be back in about four or five weeks. Please make sure you subscribe if you haven't already, and then you won't miss any episodes. And feel free to tell the world about the show if you enjoy it, because we love other people to find it that are like-minded and hopefully grow the podcast a little bit more, because uh, I'm not giving Facebook any money. If you do like us both on an individual level, we're both on social media. If you check the show notes, you can find both of our links on there. And uh, if you really would like to see me at the Leicester Comedy Festival, my show will be on the 19th of February. It's my show I've uh, titled The Ant That Was Carrying a Pickled Onion. So um, I don't know that's shit or not. So feel free to turn up to that. If you're listening to this in 2050 or something, then that is now irrelevant. See you in a few weeks, unless it's 2050, in which case that is irrelevant as well. Bye.